This is Virginia Parsons, your hangout mentor and the host of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show, where you already know it is my passion and my purpose to provide you, the viewer, with a gold mine of entrepreneurial tips, strategies, and advice from inspirational businesswomen in the know. And I'm so excited to have you all here today. We're going to have a lot of fun learning all about improv. I noticed how I misspelled improv in <laughs> that intro video a couple times and said improve. Well, we're going to work on improving our improv today, okay? And we're going to do this with guest Pamela Zeman, who I will be introducing to you in just a moment. First of all, thank you for being here. I love that you viewers take the time out to come and join us live. So please let us know where you're hanging out from. I'm hanging out from beautiful Reno, Nevada, and our guest Pamela is hanging out from the outer islands off Seattle. She'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a moment. But first, I just want to say this show is sponsored by Hangout-Marketing.com, where you can receive a free Hangout Marketing Assessment that's going to measure your skill set and your knowledge base and using Hangouts on the air to brand, grow, and market your business. So all you need to do to take advantage of that assessment is text the word SUCCESS, S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 307-269-2040. Now, have you taken advantage of that assessment yet? Because it's really going to provide you with a lot of valuable information. So go ahead and do that. Pick up your phone, text success, and I'll look forward to sending you some really valuable information. Now, I also want to just let you know we're going to have an after show. So the fun that we start, the improvisation that we do together here today, we're going to have an after show, and you might want to jump in and have some fun with us. So look for me to post that link toward the end of the show, and I hope that if you have some extra time, come on in and meet Pamela and join myself and meet me if I haven't met you yet. Come in just to say hi. We'd love to meet you. So let me get to introducing Pamela because she's quite a gal, you know. She's known as the Creativity and the Confidence Catalyst. First of all, I love that name. Creativity and Confidence Catalyst. Don't we all need a little bit more of that? Well, Pamela is going to bring her expertise to us today and teach us about learning the secrets of improv and how you can use it for successful connections, both in life and in business. So we're going to talk about what improv is and what it's not. And then she's going to give us three rules for successful improv connections. And we're going to do a really fun exercise during that segment. And finally, how you can use improv 
with Hangouts. Oh, I misspelled it there too. Look at me. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't catch those. All right, how you can use improv with Hangouts and video. So we've got lots to go over today. Thank you for joining us. And Pamela, please come in, unmute yourself, and say hi to our audience. Hi, Virginia. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. This is one of my favorite topics in the world. I love it. So thank you. Well, and I'm just thrilled to be offering this because I don't think this is a discussion that is had very often around being authentic and yet knowing how to be improvisational in your communications. So I'm really looking forward to this myself. Now, let's hear a little bit about your background and sort of a defining moment and how you came to be so interested in this topic and how you're incorporating it into your current business. So go ahead, Pamela. Right, right. Thanks, Virginia. Well, I most people don't know this, but I was so shy. I don't know, shy. I was really worried about being judged as a kid. I mean, I liked it, self-expression. I liked to be out there, but I was really concerned about being judged by other people. So I didn't speak up much. And it took me quite a long time just to get into public speaking and to be able to stand up and do a talk. But the thing was, I would stand up and memorize the whole thing because I was so scared. I was so scared that I just memorized every single line. But I realized I wasn't really connecting. And that was the piece. Like you learn one step and then the next step is revealed to us. And I was at a networking event where the speaker was like, you know, most of you have seen people where you go, there's something different about that person. There's something really alive, and I just got to know more about that person. Well, that person in Seattle was Matt Smith. And so after this talk he did, and I was so energized, I Googled him, and I'm like, what's this guy all about? I didn't even know he did improv. He was just doing a talk. And he did improv classes, and I went to improv, and most people, you know, we can get into what improv is not because a lot of people think that improv is about putting people on the spot and it's just a free-for-all, it's just spontaneous and anything goes, but it really isn't that at all. I mean, there's a structure to improv and if you've seen an improv show, you, you know a really good one and you know one that doesn't go so well and the ones that go well use these three rules that I'm going to share with everybody in the audience and you today. All right. Well, you know, I think let's let's pause for a moment on the idea that you you gave a speech and it was to hundreds of people and you memorized everything because we don't we have this tendency we want to be perfect or feel that we've done the best that we can do so you try to memorize it all. I know I used to do that with the show here and I just decided no, I just got to let it flow. Now a lot of things I talk about in the beginning I've said lots of times so it kind of flows off my my lips in a semi-memorized manner but to me it's more important to get your points across and to do it with um, genuine energy and as a result feel as though you are making that connection which you know I feel so strongly about the camera you got to fall in love with your camera in this particular medium to make a connection so you said I don't even feel myself. I'm giving this speech and it doesn't even feel like me. Is that correct? Is that where you really had the aha moment? Well, it, the aha moment was when I saw Matt Smith for improv because when I saw him, I said, there's something different about that guy. There's something different. And that was like seven or eight years ago. So a lot of the speakers, 
you know, even a few years ago, we're very much by the book and just saying what needed to be said, but we can, you know, we can read an article or we can listen to a podcast. What people are really looking for now is connection. Like even if I'm really connected with you, Virginia, in this moment, I imagine people in the audience can feel that versus if we weren't connected. And in that, then they feel more connected and everybody feels more connected. And for me, it's like a whole new world. It's like I want to step into that world rather than the competitive dog eat dog. I want like, let's all create something better and higher and more enlightened than that old, let me tell you what I got kind of mentality, you know, of, of years ago. I really needed to work on that. And there's a lot of reasons, fear, um, afraid of being judged or rejected, all of those things. And when I do video and I coach people, it isn't just to create a really excellent video, it's to get over those feelings of shame and our message doesn't matter and unworthiness and all of that. We all deserve to show up and connect with our tribe, whoever that tribe is. Absolutely. And speaking of connections, I really do want to acknowledge some people who are jumping on the comments. Thank you for that. Thank you for being here. I want to say hi to Rachel Orsi from Baltimore, Maryland. Y'all, that's what she's saying. Marcus Dieterle. Hi, Marcus. Roland, to to I always mispronounce your name, Roland. you got to help me with this one. To 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 Coca? Is it Takati? He's from Southern California Rancho San Margarita. I got that part out. So the rest of you, as you're coming on in, I know people come in as the show gets started. Let us know where you're hanging out from. And thank you for being here with us today. And I apologize if I butcher your name. Not on purpose. I care about you and really want to honor your name as well. So help me with that. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get started then. What is improv and what isn't it? Well, um, what it isn't is what I was talking about where people think that you're going to be put on the spot, you're going to be made fun of, and anything goes. And what improv is is really being completely authentic and honest in the moment and connected with your scene partner. And it leads into the three rules that I'm going to share. And the three rules, the first one is to be completely present. And I'll tell you from firsthand experience, if you're not completely present, you will implode on stage because you're going to start to say something that isn't connected with your scene partner. And we get immediate response from the audience who will applaud because they can feel your connection. They want to see that versus when you are either in the past or the future. And either one of those, like they've, they've said that the ego lives in the past or the future. The higher self is right now. That's where all the power is. And this is a lifelong process, I believe, to let go of the past. Because sometimes on an improv scene, I can feel my mind going into, what am I going to say next? And every time I do that, it doesn't work out. And if I go into the past, like either I beat myself up like, oh, man, why did I say that thing? Oh, I could have said this instead. Or I'm saying, wow, that was really awesome. Did you check that out? That last line I said was so cool. And when I do that, I die on stage. I totally die. So to be able to stay completely present, you might say something right now that isn't what I was planning on, 
But if I try to go with my agenda of what I was going to say, it doesn't work out. So that's the first rule, and it works with hangouts, it works with daily interactions, it works with when we're by ourselves to be completely present with what wants to happen right now. And the more we try to fix it, the more we go off. Like Matt Smith said, one improv rehearsal I was at years ago, you know, something happened and I was trying to kind of change it on, on rehearsal. And he goes, are you a fixer? And I'm like, I guess I am. And he goes, it's a disease. He goes, everybody's got it. Everybody's trying to fix everybody else and it only messes it up. So the next improv scene that I did, I just went with it. And it was so amazing because this guy I thought did something really off base, but I went with it and it was magic. And in that moment, I go, I don't want to be a fixer. I want to go with it. I want to have my intention strong so I know my goals, but I also want to go with what wants to happen. You know, there's this divine intelligence and div divine intelligence is the perfect orchestrator. Something wants to happen. What is that? And go with it. Oh, well, you're generating lots of comments here. Um, Roland, who said to me, gave me the correct, I just got to talk today, correct pronunciation. Roland Taka Oka. I got it, I hope. <laughs> he says, good one, Pamela. All our power is in the now. And you know, that's just so important. That's why we can't multitask, can we? If you're multi, and I'm doing a lot of multitasking here, I want you to know, I'm pushing a lot of buttons and checking out a lot of stuff, but you really shouldn't be multitasking and being totally present in the moment because it won't be your best performance. Most of us have to untrain ourselves from that because we were taught to plan, and there's nothing wrong with a business plan, but to plan too much when we're interacting with people, then that gets, gets in the way. So we've got to kind of unwind from that and get off the hamster wheel and get back in the present moment. Oh, you got it. And here's Marcus uh, totally agreeing with you. If you are not completely present, you will implode on stage. Quote of the day, Pamela. <laughs> not a good feeling to implode on stage when you have the audience. <laughs> Okay, well then let's let's move further into these rules because you've got us into the first one, be present. I think present. we can really wrap our brain around that and, and remind ourselves, be yeah. present. And okay. then the second rule improvisers go with is this thing called say yes. Most of us have been trained to figure out what's wrong with something. The ego wants to survive. So what's wrong? How can I save myself? But to be able to say yes to the offer and then add from that point. Like for example, um, if an improviser on stage said something like they walk on stage and said, oh my God, the hail is killing my car, you know? And the other person said, well, it's just, you know, it's just a little light rain. It won't, it won't hurt anything. It makes it so hard for the improviser to move the scene forward. It takes it back a step. So if you go with what has been offered, it's called accepting the offer in improv. So that's the thing about improv is you know you're in a safe place when everybody is accepting what you have to offer. And in this world, a lot of introverts have been holding their voice back, not saying what really matters because they're afraid that what they have to offer won't be accepted. So when you put yourself in an environment like this in improv, 
um, you know that what you say is going to be accepted. Isn't that cool? Well, absolutely, and not just for introverts. Everyone wants to feel a sense of acceptance and that they've been heard. You know, I think that's very important that that when you say something, you've actually been heard. And as you say, if people are not present, you're not going to be heard. So first of all, being present, and secondly, accepting what is offered is very powerful, and I think we all need to embrace that as something that um, we maybe haven't been as cognizant of as we should be. It's true. When I was doing speaking all over the world, I was thinking it was just me who had a hard time thinking on my feet and saying what mattered in the moment. I thought it was just me. And then every person I talk with after my presentations, they'd say, oh, that happens to me all the time. That happens to me when I'm driving off in my car and I go, oh, why didn't I say this instead? And so most people just want to be seen and heard for who they are. They want to be able to be um, expressive. To express, It's a part of human nature. We need some kind of expression, whether it's drawing or writing or painting or engineering, whatever it is. We really need to have that outlet. In fact, the thing that really got me into this was the quote by Thomas, you know, the Gospel of St. Thomas. He said, um, if you don't let that with, which is within you out, well, first of all, I said, you know, it, it will kill you. I mean, the bottom line is, if you don't let this creativity out, that very thing will destroy you. Does that make sense to you, Virginia? I really botched the quote. But no, when I, I heard that, what I get from that is what you're saying is you need, it is, is part of your thrival, so to speak, that you are able and feel free to speak what is inside you. Yes. That otherwise, what do they call that? Bottling up? Bottling yeah. Up your emotions yeah, you know, is, not, is not beneficial to anyone. TMJ, I had TMJ so bad. I mean, there's a lot of different physical symptoms that will happen if we don't express ourselves. Very oh, absolutely. Well, I've got to acknowledge a few more people because you're bringing up lots of lots of comments here. We've got um, Lynn. How are you doing, V. Lynn? Uh, she's here from Atlanta and loves this. Accepting the offer in improv is like going with the flow. Absolutely, Lynn. And let's see, we've got um, one more I want to bring up here. Uh, where'd it go? Ah, well, that's, hey, Elaine Neverding is here. She's tuned in late, listening from the beginning. Oh, all right, well, she'll catch up with us then. <laughs> and one last here from Roland. Um, being willing to not know and admit that can be very empowering. We don't always have to hand, have to hand the great answer. We, we don't always have to have the great answer or solution. Yes, that's also part of trusting, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah. Well, let's go on into the, um, the, 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 what do you want to call it? The exercise we're going to do? The, Are you ready? How about the third one? We, we okay. talked about three rules of improv and I'll just be brief. The, the third one is to be honest, to really trust your gut and say your mind will try to talk you out of it. But if you trust that and go with it, that makes for an excellent improv scene. And when you're on stage, if you're anything like most people, you'll feel your mind say, oh, don't say that. That's stupid. Don't say that. Please don't say that. I was doing one with our troupe here called Tweaking Reality the other night. It's called World's Worst. 
So you have all these different professions or situations and you say, world's worst. What's the worst thing you could say? And in my gut, it was saying, at a funeral. What's the worst thing you can say at a funeral? And my head was like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't say that. And I said, worst thing you can say at a funeral. And I could hardly believe I was saying it. And I heard some of the eyes go, oh. But my neighbor said to me afterwards, her husband had died a year ago. And she said, you don't have any idea how healing that was and how fun that was after a year of seriousness to have that brought out into the open. So sometimes we don't know exactly why we're saying these things, but if you're connected with the audience, it's like this telepathic um, communication starts to happen and they're going, yes, that's awesome. So you got to trust it, even though your mind is maybe trying to talk you out of it. Oh, I think our mind is trying to censor our words all the time. And I do think it's important to pay attention to the words you utter because they have impact on people and you just pointed that out. But it was more that also let's trust our gut here, go with that flow, um, be open to what that might be rather than trying to totally censor everything. So there's got to be a balance there, I would think. The, the thing is, if we're present and connected with people, you can't say anything that you regret. Because a lot of times people will say to me, oh, uh, being brutally honest, you know, brutally honest. But if we're not connected with people, it's easy to be brutally honest and cause, you know, cause a lot of hard feelings. But if we're connected and know that we're basically the same, you know, we're the same person we're just like separated with bodies and and you really get into that mode there's no way you can say anything that would be harmful to other people but it's a real skill to be that present and connected so that you do start to trust that you're not going to burn bridges you're not going to create conflict and that's huge you know well i agree and it sounds to me as if the connection is almost the foundation of improv. I mean, if, if you're going to put these rules on top of it, building the framework, the connection becomes the foundation for everything else. Yes. And yes, it is. And when I've done classes, I've noticed that some people have all their attention outside themselves. Like with you and I, I'd have all my attention on you versus some people who have a lot of attention on themselves. And they're like, what am I saying? What am I, you know, but it's a balance. So you have to be grounded in yourself. You've got to be connected with yourself first. You got to be in your body. Have you ever been that way, Virginia, where you're talking with somebody, but they're not really there? So it's <laughs> disconcerting. You know, you got to be in your, your own body and connected with yourself first. And, you know, most people think, oh, I'm, I'm in my body, but you'd be surprised, you know, how we leave. I did this all the time as a kid. I left my body because I didn't want to be there. But to bring yourself back and then connect with others. Well, I was just going to say that <laughs> I think as I was raising my kids years ago, there were many times they weren't there when I was talking to them. And, you know, the other thing I'll say as far as my trying to be present always, you know, one of the things I do on this show, I think people have known this for years, I'm on my Swedish ball, so I've got energy flowing. I think that's really important than being in stagnant energy. And I'm almost always barefoot. Mm -hmm. I've got my feet on the ground and I feel that sense of groundedness. And I try to just think about pulling that energy into me and letting it flow by that 
that grounded, centered feeling. So I hope it comes across. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you be the flow. I saw a bumper sticker the other day and it said, don't go with flow, be the flow. You know, so it's like Matt said, it's like doing improv, your life becomes like a lucid dream. You know, you're just accepting things, you're going with things and you become the flow. It's magical. It's so cool. I drop out of it. I forget this stuff. But when I bring myself back, it always works. I love it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, let's have fun with this um, exercise that you have for everybody. Right. So this is a very simple story structure that Virginia and I are going to do. And this, we are looking for prompts from the audience. So if you can give us a location, it could be a circus, it could be a gymnasium, it could be a library, anything goes. Just one word, location. And what we're going to do, Virginia will start once upon a time. She'll fill in the blank with the next simple logical sentence and every day this is a story structure if you look at any Hollywood movie it usually goes by this until one day that's called the tipping point oh my god something happened and because of that and because of that and then the end of the story so what we're gonna do is demonstrate those three um, rules like we've got to be present Virginia can't be thinking about what's gonna happen here you just can't do it cuz I might say something totally different here You've got to accept, like if I said a lion just came into this place, you can't say, well, Joey went over to get some gum. You know, it just wouldn't flow. So you've got to accept what that person's given and then be honest. So you're ready. We're going to do, do you have these steps? So I can put well, this paper I, down. I do have the steps and I'm still looking. Don't forget we're, we're delayed on the broadcast by 20 okay. So So if you haven't, still put down a location. I have no locations that have come in for us yet. Okay. So, um, maybe, why don't you just go ahead and create one? Okay, I will just say um, a farm. Okay. I get to start. Yes. All right. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful farm that had every exotic animal you can think of. And one ex animal in particular I really loved. And every day that animal that I loved came up to me and kissed me right on the cheek. Until one day that animal came around the backside of me and booted me in the rear end. And because of that, I had a great big bruise on my butt. And because of that, I couldn't sit down at the table for a week. So I lost a lot of weight. And ever since that day, I have been a model. The end. <laughs> See, what happens a lot of times is that we want to complete and add more and more. This happens all the time, but we add more than the next logical thing. And this, this is so important when we're learning to delegate and give things away and, and, and trust other people, too. Do you know what I mean? It's like this is just the next logical step, next logical step. And ever since that day so you can do a story like if you're looking to do a story and you're going where do I start with the story you can always use this format okay so now let's let's connect the dots here for people so how does this relate to using improv for the connections that we might want to make in business so that we really feel like we're connecting and not just 
I don't know, f going over the top, so to speak. Right. How do we draw let those conclusions in with this? Let me ask you this, Virginia, and everybody out there watching, when's the last time you bought something? Can you think about the last time you purchased a product or something that, that you had an, a face-to-face -face connection with somebody and you actually bought this thing? I can think about a coaching program I bought a while ago and it was because this person was so totally connected with me and I just felt I want to work with her versus another guy who I had a face-to-face -face conversation with that was kind of going off, you know, and, and not really in the flow and connected with me and I just didn't want to buy from him. So that's a really simple example of how this is so important in the business world, especially now when we're interacting face-to-face, -face, Google Hangouts especially, we're live, we're right there. So my thought on this, <clears throat> excuse me for my frog, maybe that was on my farm too, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think that this has something to do with when you're making connections with a potential client or a potential customer, again, it's so important that you're present with them. It's so important that you receive what they're sharing with you and you're responsive to that. So that instead of you, what, being off in your own agenda with that potential client, you instead are receiving what they are saying and then you're responding to it in a way that's going to help them make a better decision or get more information or connect with you deeper or feel Yes, I want to per I want to work with this person because they get me because yes. they relate to me and they trust you and you feel like kindred spirits. It's like that's exactly what I was thinking right now. We we want to feel safe. Seriously, I mean, I'm still an introvert and I'm looking the only reason I got out of that old way was because I put myself in safe positions and the people that I am buying from are the people where I feel safe. People are never going to make a decision to go ahead and say yes when they don't feel safe or when they're indecisive. They're, they're, they need to feel safe. I think it's a really big, big thing right now. I think they need to feel safe, and I also think they need to feel like they're making wise decisions and th so that they don't look back and say, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. No, they know. I made that commitment. I made that purchase. I made that connection because and they know that it was the right connection for them. And they weren't talked into something because I've been talked into certain things and I look back and I have resentment about it, not only for that thing I bought, but for myself that I didn't trust myself. So when we give people that place and not be so attached to the offer and, and their acceptance or not of it, um, it makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Um, I just want to um, acknowledge a few, few people here again. We've got Rachel. Hi, Rachel. She says, LOL, love this game. Played it when I was younger. It was so funny seeing what people come up with. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, a friend of mine, hey, Ron, how are you? Good to see you here. Sounds like you had goats on your mind. I actually didn't. You know what I had in my mind? Ron was a camel, but Ron is a is a goat raiser. He's he just had some some of his own kids recently, and so 
he had goats on his mind. I had a camel, and for some reason, he had great big lips. <laughs> and at first, I thought that he was going to kiss me, but instead, he gave me the boot. <laughs> All right. So, yes, let's have fun with these things. And at the same time, learning how to be present, I think, is just so valuable. Now, as usual, the time flies. We're, we really need to get ready for the after show, and I want you all to come in, and maybe we can do this exercise another few times in the after show. So please, take a moment and join us. I'll be posting that in just a moment. That would um, be great. Some final tips. I would love for you to sort of pull this all together as far as how it works in video and in Hangouts, and then um, how people can get in touch with you. Pamela, while I go ahead and post the after show information. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Well, I the three tips I'd like to share, and it's really hard for me because there's so much I want to share with you, and a half an hour goes so fast, and these things I've learned over eight years, but they are so helpful in life and in your world. So I would say just notice, maybe have a little notepad close by and go, when did I start thinking in the future? When was I thinking about uh, what I said in the past? And just, you know, it's like reel your brain back into being totally present right here, right now, and feel your body, and then accept what people say, even though you might have thought it was going to go a different way, accept what they say and go with it, and be honest. You know, most everybody on the planet, they have this value of they want people to be honest with them. They want to be honest themselves, and yet we've got all this conditioning to say a certain thing or be a certain way, and it's untraining ourselves from all of that, and it's huge. And I love working with people because I know that especially introverts who have this message to get out there, the observers have been observing, and maybe they haven't spoken up about it, but your business really depends on you speaking up about it. So I've got a VIP offer, and I was going to say the first two people, Virginia, who want to take me up on it, I'm going to give them half off. Half off. So if, if you feel inclined to learn more about this and really apply it to your business and your life, it's guaranteed you're going to see uh, big changes from that. So, and also the five-step process for thinking on your feet, that's a free download on my website. And I've spent years coming up with how to think on your feet, say exactly what you want to say in the moment. So you walk away from a situation going, yes, that is exactly what I wanted to say. And then your confidence goes and your energy uplifts the world and everybody benefits because you've got that, you've, you've got that self-trust. You're honest with yourself. So you see how she's a creativity and confidence catalyst, and I just think you're making a wonderful offer to people, 50% off her program. So um, how do they take advantage of that? They just give me an email, and I'll send them a link that gives them half off. Okay, and they can get an email through your website, PamelaZeman.com? Yes. Okay, terrific. So everyone go to her website and, you know, pick up her free download. And if you want to take advantage of her program and get some creativity and confidence catalyzing inside you, then uh, she's the gal to do it and have a lot of fun along the way. So thank you, everyone, for being here. I appreciate all your interaction. I hope you found that this was fun and informative, and that you'll take these tips and start applying them in your own life. And come on in and join us in the after show, won't you? We would love to see you, meet you, 
hang out with you, and have a little fun. So until next week, thank you so much for joining us. Pamela, thank you for being here with us. And we'll see you next week on the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Thank you, Virginia. Bye-bye now.